Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we had Kate reach out, and she's going to talk to us about a spiritual awakening she had and some really interesting experiences she's had through her life that early on, she wasn't (laughs) sure exactly what it was. And then, you know, we'll kind of see how that progressed for her. Kate, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to hear about your spiritual awakening because I have been trying to have one of those for a while. And uh, I don't know. I think I'm just dead inside, but, um, no spiritless awakening. No. Spiritless. <laughs> yeah. Spirit sleeping. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't awaken what's not there. <laughs> so Kate, let's roll back the time then and kind of start when you were a kid, because one of the things that you said in your message that really struck me Mm-hmm. is that you used to see paintings talking to you on the wall. Like that felt very Harry Potter-esque. So I'd love to know all about that. Oh, and yes. before you go into that, because, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, um, uh, on our Believo meter, from a zero to a 10, 10 meaning you believe in every single ghost thing that you've ever heard or seen, zero meaning you don't believe in a single thing, where are you at? I am a 27. Hands <gasps> That's the first. We've yeah. never had for very specific really? over the very ten. specific <laughs> twenty seven for sure. Hell yeah! Okay, that's amazing. All right, back to pictures on the wall. I'm ready. It's really funny though that you actually say Harry Potter esque because I call my spiritual awakening like my Hogwarts school because uh-huh. I even though I did experience and encounter things when I was little, I didn't realize it until I was going through and experiencing the things I experienced um, starting about two years ago. And then it was like light bulb after light bulb after light bulb, like, oh, I did experience it when I was a kid and I had no idea. So I've always said I'm like the Hermione of my spiritual awakening because I don't, um, have like any family members that have experiences like this and then when I have an experience the universe is like I like uh the universe is like showing me everything oh listen to this podcast or um get this book and so I'm like all about the research all about reading so the things I experienced with the paintings talking on the walls was um in my grandparents antique shop and so it took having an experience of um a spirit that's attached to furniture because I had no idea that this, you know, spirits could attach to furniture. And so then it was that light bulb, like, oh my gosh, those paintings in that antique shop were 
telling you their story or, you know, it really was like coming to life and actually happening. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. So like, would you see the the people in the paintings, like actually moving their lips and like saying things like directly to you, or was it more like a sense you got from them? Yeah, it was more of a sense. So I could like, gotcha. I was picturing the story in my head. And mm -hmm. so at that time, I just thought it was me just kind of like making up a story in my head, but um, it turns out they were actually speaking. So one of the paintings that I um, really remember is the artist originally drew a dog and then he painted over it with a picture of his wife. And so when you turn at certain angles, looking at the picture, you can kind of see like when the light shone on in a specific way, you could still see the outline of the dog. And so in my head, I am like imagining the um, artist, like arguing with his wife. Like I, I should have kept the dog on there. I shouldn't have painted over him or something like that. And oh. I thought being four or five years old, that this was like something I'm making up when it turns out, no, like I'm feeling the energy of this painting from the artist who painted it about joking that he should have left the dog. Wow. So <laughs> wait, how did you find out like what the artist was originally intending? Were you able to like track down who like painted that or? So my grandfather, um, the, who was his antique shop, he was a, um, what's the word? Like a proctor. So he would go into houses of people who had passed away. And if their family members didn't want any items, he would, you know, price it for them or mm -hmm. he would go in for like estate sales and price things. And so he would, um, go around and find things like that. And so I think with that specific painting, he got it from a home and they were telling him about, you know, he just thought it was so interesting. And they were telling him like, yeah, he originally painted a dog and then painted it over. And so he purchased it and put it in the shop. Hmm. Wow. And so you were able to kind of confirm those inner thoughts or inner feelings you were having about these paintings? Yes. And that was because um, starting about two years ago, I was pregnant with my, um, my second daughter. And so that's how my spiritual awakening came about. I was, was when I was pregnant with my second child. Um, I, well, that doesn't help me in trying to get a kidney stone. Came about, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it originally started, which is one of the things that I actually do now is I interpret dreams. And so it started with the crazy dreams I was having while I was pregnant. Um, uh, one night I was laying in bed with my, um, oldest daughter and I thought I was, I thought I was awake, but like still laying down with my eyes closed. And I said, Oh, I need to get up and put her in her bed. And all of a sudden I hear a noise, um, in the living room, but in my mind, in my mind's eye, I can see the person in our living room. They had opened our sliding glass door and he, and this person was in our living room. So I looked over to my husband and I was like, there's someone in the house. And so he gets out of the bed, puts his shirt on and goes out to the living room. And I am watching their conversation in my mind's eye. And at that time, a spirit comes through the room I'm laying in and she's standing in the corner and she looks 
kind of like irritated or like very aggravated about something. And I got really scared. I was like, I'm not getting out of this bed and I'm not talking to you or trying to have a conversation with you because you look angry. And so when I woke up the next morning, my husband had his shirt on and I freaked out. And that's not normal for him. No, I immediately looked at him and I said, why do you have your shirt on? (laughs) He was like, kind of like, you know, confused. He's like, I don't know. So I asked him, I was like, I had this dream. Do you remember anything of it? And he was like, eh, you know, like not really, but it still freaked me out so bad. So he was, he was waking up with his shirt on the same time you were waking up. Yeah. So I had like woken up from bed and I rolled over and I noticed that he had a shirt on. Yeah, no, that's huge. If you, mm-hmm. if you woke up with a shirt on and don't Something's remember, wrong. something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's a very valid thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he doesn't remember getting up and going anywhere, checking on anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He just kind of JJ, like, you don't like, sleep mm-hmm. with anything on though, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it on this podcast. <laughs> well, you've <laughs> said many a times that you wish. <laughs> literally told so many people on this podcast. You, you've said all the time that like you, um, you wish you were like a nudist or something like you, you enjoy. Yeah. Being... This is not news for any of us, but also uh, if it's something nudes. Like this... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if someone was in the house and I was like, go check on them. I, you probably wouldn't put a shirt on though. No, if it was urgent, I'm not going to take the time to put any clothes on. <laughs> Honestly, like element of surprise. So if it... someone's busting into your home and just like a n- naked man comes out to be like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> like they're probably like, it's going to catch them off their guard. I think it's the smell oh, for sure. Okay. It's true. Yeah. But that means it would have to be something really crazy and unexplainable. If you were to wake up and have your shirt on. Yeah. That would be super weird. Which is what it totally. sounds like. Yeah. Whenever uh, my kid wakes up and I, I go to check on him in the middle of the night, which is much less frequent now, but if I go, I don't sleep with a shirt on. And if I go in there, he'll go, dad go put a shirt on and come back and i'm like (laughs) like why and he's like you're supposed to sleep with a shirt and i'm like dude like what do you need (laughs) he's so adamant and then like for a couple days after that like say i'll be putting him down i'll be all right good night buddy and i say good night don't forget to sleep with a shirt on (laughs) oh my gosh Oh my gosh, the body shaming. Yeah. That's so funny. You, like need that. To, you need to work on that. <laughs> oh, he has no shame so about funny. his body. He is full on <laughs> three-year-old, you know. But he has to keep going. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's really interesting. And I know you had experiences uh where things were kind of increasing for you where you were waking up with like scratches on you and things like that. Yes. So that's kind of the experience I had when I realized that spirits can attach themselves to their objects or to objects like furniture or um, dolls, books, anything like that. So we were visiting my mother-in-law and she was telling me about how um, strange things were happening in her house. Like the Bible flew off the bookshelf. She was baking a cake and it completely like collapsed in the oven she could hear footsteps like going back and forth in the hallway. And so 
we were like, hmm, that's like really interesting. And so we talked about how what I had recently learned about spirits can, you know, come in and out, especially when someone is pregnant or about to give birth. It's usually like spirits watching over. Um, so we were, you know, incorporating that, like that's what it, it could be. So I remember we had a specific event at her house. So we had our nephews there, my girls were there and my youngest daughter, she would wake up in the middle of the night screaming at her house, like inconsolable. I, it was very hard to like console her and get her back to sleep. And then it ended up happening where our nephews were talking about like, oh, the man in the corner or, oh, the, are you talking about the green, the green guy, the green, like uh boogeyman guy? And we were like, what, what are you talking about? So I was sitting downstairs. Yeah. I was sitting downstairs and I asked my oldest nephew, I was like, if you could have any superpower, you know, what would it be? Or I was like, what is your superpower? And he was like, I don't know. I run fast. And he was like, what's yours? And I was like, I think I can see ghosts. And he was like, then who's in the corner over there? Oh, that's scary. But also like, (laughs) he really called you out there. I was like, (laughs) right, right. Yeah. He got that one on me for sure. And did he tell you who was in the corner? Yes. He said that it was my mother-in-law's dad. And yeah. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. Very specific. So I immediately ran upstairs and told her, I was like, uh, he just told me that it was your dad. It's a, and she's like, yeah, I had a feeling that's who, that's who's been in the house because, um, she, every time something would happen, that's who, you know, she was assuming it with. So huh. I had just recently picked up tarot and I was like, I'm going to do a mediumship type reading. And the cards ended up showing me this within relation. So we played it off as that, but then I got scared and concerned because this would not be a spirit where my grand or my daughter should not be waking up screaming. Also, I was waking up with scratches. My mother-in-law was waking up with scratches and we had an event at the house where the people that were coming in the house were like, Hmm, I got like a, like a weird, like scratch on my face. They weren't huge. They were just tiny, like little hairline scratches. And that's when I freaked out because I associated scratches with bad spirits there shouldn't be any good spirits scratching you (laughs) so i reached out to a friend who at the time very 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 convenient at the time was house sitting for a couple that does house readings they do home readings and they can do it through the phone all you have to do is um, send her a picture of the house and she can read the full energy of the house and clear the entities that are there so i reached out to her and i said you know, told her what we were experiencing and like, what's going on. I was like, I just want to make sure that it's not anything bad because I was feeling, I would walk into the house and immediately my emotions were taken over. I was, you know, angry. I was like feeling bitter for no reason. Um, my husband tapped into it and he was like, you know, I feel a male figure, but he doesn't want anything to do with me. And then I have, there's like a female figure who, she has glasses and brown hair. And I was like, when were you going to tell me that you have these abilities? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you didn't Hogwarts know school, your husband you. <laughs> could, could sense any of that? Yeah. He could um, sit in a room, medit- get in into a meditative state, and he could um, 
have an encounter with the spirits that were, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. So he, he described a male figure and then he described a female figure, which we thought was odd because we we're like, Oh, we thought it was, you know, his grandfather. Um, turns out the reader, when I sent her a picture of the house, she picked up on three energies and she picked up on the grandfather's, um, mom and dad and come to find out my mother-in-law recently went over to their house and put in their bed set in her house. So she had their dresser, their bed, and they were attached to it. So that's the feelings I was feeling. And she said that the hair, just the hairline scratches are not anything evil. It's more so they're just trying to get your attention to communicate. And that's one way that they feel like they could do it. What a and, weird way to do that. Like, yeah. If they're listening right now, let's let's go back to the drawing board. That Literally, use a drawing board. On the trial marker. Okay. <sighs> this is another story. Um, <laughs> I had Fey energy in the in our in the backyard. Fey like like fairy. a fairy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, your podcast, you had somebody on there and it was like, you don't fuck with fairies. I was like, nope, you sure don't because they uh, lit both of our cars on fire. <laughs> they were yeah. very angry. Wait, what? Wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> the title, these fairies <laughs> lit our cars on fire. <laughs> they do not, they don't fuck around. They got oh very, very angry gosh. about um, cleaning up the yard and the ivy and stuff. We had no idea. We didn't know how to like present <gasps> that. It, oh. We're doing this for safety purposes for our children, or you know, this is with good intention. So they got mad at you for pulling up ivy because that is like my life right now is just pulling up ivy out of our backyard. You better leave like a small bowl of like milk and honey for okay. if you have fey energy. You might not have fey energy, but they are very prominent with ivy. I mean, we live in Atlanta and it's summer, so that bowl of milk and honey is going to get real smelly real fast. (laughs) Can you describe fae energy? Yes. So fae energy, um, we had done a lot of work in the backyard. So we had cut down branches from the huge um, oak tree that's in our backyard because it was getting close to the house. And then we cleared Ivy just in case it was, you know, poison Ivy and our girls playing outside. Um, that day after, um, clearing the yard, my husband and I are sitting there and we're like, something feels off. Like we could feel the energy was off in our home. We're like, what is going on? We could hear like tiny footsteps in our attic or like on the roof or like a weird thump or something. And so I, you know, we were both trying to tap into the energy and it felt very like small animal, like, so we were playing it off as squirrels, but we still did not feel right with the energy. So I remember waking up one day because I, another thing that I noticed when I was pregnant too, is I have premonitions or I can sense something before it happens. And, um, that day I woke up, the animal encounters I had were having were off and I didn't like it. And, um, I texted her and I said, Hey, I think the energy or something's going on in our home. You know, when you get the chance, can you, you know, read our home? And she, um, she does ghost like hunting or ghost hunting. 
she does ghost tours with her husband since they're both mediums. And so she's very busy. So she didn't get back to me until the day after. So it was the next morning we woke up and one of our cars caught on fire and caught the other car on fire. And so the text came in, she said, oh yeah, you definitely have Faye energy. And she zoomed in from the picture I showed her of our house. She zoomed in, circled the huge goblin face that was in the oak tree and was like, they weren't really happy about um, you messing with this. Were you messing with this tree? And I was like, yes. <laughs> he, she was like, um, you know, but before you clear anything outside again, you know, just set the intention that you're doing it for good intentions and um, leave them an offering. And I was like, oh, I wish I would have known that yesterday. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just picture the Allstate person showing up and being like, ah, <laughs> got some angry fairies. I see. Yeah. Wouldn't that make a good commercial? <laughs> yeah. Did, did your insurance cover the car fires or? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine they had to like look into, you know, what spontaneous combustion what sparked the fire. What was their reasoning for it? The fire department wrote like no reason for the cause because when I had to go pick up the report for the insurance, I noticed it was blank. And I asked them, I said, what was the cause? And she, um, the person that it is said, they don't, they didn't know what the cause oh was. And the insurance still covered that girl. What insurance are you on? <laughs> wow. But that's fascinating. We do hear little things on our roof quite often. But we also have rats in our attic. No, we really don't. <laughs> or we we had we used to have rats. We used in our to have attic. openings where maybe one or two would get in there, and someone found one with the trap once. There have been no rat activities in the attic since our exterminators uh, did things. I just want to be clear. I don't want to become a rat people. In our crawl space. No. <laughs> but you guys have your um, old lady protector there as well. No, this is it. We moved. We moved to a new house. We bought a house. She didn't come uh -huh. with you. She's well, not with you. We're not sure because we haven't heard her since we lived in the townhouse when yeah. our roommate lived with us. And when he moved oh. out, mm -hmm. we kind of like stopped. And we only really got interactions from her on the podcast. It seemed like, mm -hmm. like yeah. people would see her behind us or hear her. But we that never... was because you're you're involved in spirit. So every time you hear about a ghost story or you hear about a spiritual encounter, you are attracting more spiritual energy. So gotcha. that's why, yeah. So every time you're on the podcast, you're talking about ghost stories or hearing ghost stories. That so. is what my sister has told me that the okay. more we do it, the more we'll attract demons. So, the religious yeah. sister. Really religious sister. <laughs> but I'll that's not this. to discount you. I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, yeah. But we haven't um, had any experiences in our new house yeah. yet no um but i do have we do have pretty intense dreams but not like not like scary sometimes but i'm always dreaming weird things but we both have pretty vivid dreams i'd say right but maybe because we're getting better sleep yeah i don't know i don't know so you interpret dreams so are, are there ever yes. things that you're like oh that's because you know I'll, I'll have like a crazy dream and like you know, it's a dream. Like, of course it's crazy. It's mm -hmm. just a dream. What are but... the red flags for you? That might be, is that what? You're yeah. Like what are, what are signs that like, maybe this is 
like more significant than just a dream or like are there any dreams mm-hmm. that are just dreams that don't have like deeper meanings so usually if there's dreams that um they they more have like light meanings that are involving your um like what's going on in your physical world so Noah, I remember you talking about on one of your podcasts that you have dreams about spiders. Is that right? Yes. Um, yeah. So dreaming about spiders is actually um, full meaning of success in your work in the physical world, but it also determines what your spy what the spiders are doing in your dream. So are they spinning a web? Um, are you ending up killing the spiders? Are they big spiders? Are they small spiders? that also determines kind of like the main theme of your success in your work in the physical world. And then kind of routing within what type of, you know, what, what your spiders are doing in your drink. It's interesting. Yeah. So things like that. School is also a big, big theme when you have a dream. So I have a lot of dreams about school. And basically what that means is that you're still on a learning course in the physical world but there's something in your subconscious that you're still needing to learn. Let me ask you, Kate, cause I have a dream, my dreams, not all of them, but I, I can remember, you know, the more impactful dreams will stay with me almost to the point where they're like sense memories, like something will happen in my real life. And I'll mm-hmm. be like, Oh, I remember in this dream when X happened, you know, and it just feels very real. Yeah. I had a dream when I was, um, probably in my twenties, early twenties. Um, wow. Where That's forever ago. That's like <laughs> what? Like 1950s? Anyway, I had, had this dream where I, I saw, I don't know if you've ever watched Rick and Morty, but there's this episode where Morty does like this VR thing and he plays through this whole life of this guy called Roy. And it was similar to that in the sense that in this dream, I fell in love with somebody. Um, we had a family and, and I distinctly remember, I've, I've just never, I mean, this dream happened a while ago. I never have forgotten a while. <laughs> sitting on the couch uh, with this person that I fell in love with and the, the two kids we had had were also on the couch and just like watching TV and hanging out. I remember going on the beach in the early stage with the relationship, like walking down the beach. I mean, it was all very vivid and tangible. And then I woke mm-hmm. up and when I woke up, it, it, it was like shocking to my core that this is reality and that was not reality. And, and since that dream, it's just always stuck with me. You know, it's like mm-hmm. something that I can access like a memory. Um, mm. what, what are your thoughts about that? So that, because it involves so much of your emotions, as well as, you know, you're still able to bring it up to this day. To me, that sounds like something like you had a opportunity to access another reality or another past life that you have had simply because, um, it's involving a family dynamic as well as you can still bring up the emotions that um, it presented in your dream. So when you have a dream and the, um, the one thing that I ask people, I say, you know, what were you feeling in that moment in your dream? Cause your emotions are very important. 
but the fact that you woke up and it still was kind of like a like I imagine like a like you hit a gong and it's still like you know like that vibrating you still felt that it was like a gut that, punch that it wasn't real yes yes that was an alternate reality or a past life that you kind of got like a sneak peek of um have you ever had anything else in your life where you've experienced like um something that may you think like mm, that could have been a past life for me um like um, one thing go ahead oh no sorry i was just gonna say like one thing that is really prominent is like really really big peak interest in past history so um like the holocaust or the victorian ages or um like the wild west things like that so kate do you still do tarot card readings and things like that i do yeah so i do personal readings and then i also do readings for wedding receptions or um like baby showers or tea parties or anybody that is hosting an event that they would like a tarot reader i do those as well and where can our audience reach out to you if they want to get a uh, reading? So I have a website. It is tarotkate.com. So they can book a reading with me there. Um, my Instagram is, uh, it's tarot, uh, tarotkate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tarot I like Kate you said that like a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I always can't remember. I'm like, is it have the width in between? But no, my Instagram is tarot kate that's t-a-r-o-t kate k-a-t-e and then my tiktok is tarot kate three this episode of the real hauntings real ghost stories podcast is brought to you by wild grain hey y'all it's noah daniels and oh boy i just got my box of wild grain bread and pasta my whole family has been so excited to dive in we started with a sourdough and it was amazing if you're looking to make mother's day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom you've got to check out wild grain order before may 6 to get your box in time for mother's day wild grain is is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. 
Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Could you, is there any way you could do like a expedited reading for Kat, JJ and I, maybe just like one or two cards and give us like some insight to it? Or is that not? Okay. Yeah. I would love that. Okay. I will I will say anytime I've ever attempted to get a tarot card reading, something happens where I never get it done. Like I'll put my name on a list yeah. and they skip me or like the party ends or the person leaves. I've never never had it read. So just skip cat. Internet just drops out. I just pick you <laughs> yeah. out of the room and you don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, JB's computer just went update required. Like it was about to <laughs> shut off. That would have been nuts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't know your own destiny, cats. It's, it's too allowed. intense. <laughs> so I usually um I think what I'm gonna do, because I really like it, I'm gonna do three cards. I'm gonna do past, present, and future. Mm. Just kind of keep it general. If you want to do that. Okay. Okay. So what I get um with your past card, cat, is um it's the page of pinnacles. Um, so I associate the pages with, um, a younger person. So what I get with this card is that in your past, um, in your younger ages, that, um, the value of worth, um, and what I mean by worth is meaning like, um, the values that you were taught growing up, um, may seemed a little like estranged to you, even though you were, um, very much like following in suit. Um, you still kind of were like, I don't know. I don't know how, like this is, this doesn't feel totally. Um, it, it doesn't sit right with me in some way. So whether that being like a specific, like family following or family traditions or the way that your family received income or just like your family tradition foundation, you, were very much involved and very close with it, but you wanted to observe it just because you were trying to find some way that it would fully morph and fit into your puzzle piece because it wasn't. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it brings me to the present card, which is the queen of wands. Um, so you being in your present form right now, you are a queen of action. So even though that you did experience that as a child, the things that you experience and endure in life have kind of brought you into action to where um, you're now realizing like that piece wasn't supposed to fit because I've made my own and I'm following my own pal- my own pal- my own route and path. This queen also holds a sunflower and I um, associate sunflowers with a family dynamic. So what that means to me is that even though it didn't really fit right, you still hold on to it and keep it because it is a family dynamic. 
but you sit on your own throne to where you're going to make your own family values one day, um, your own kind of like family traditions. Um, and you've also, this is so funny, but um, the queen of wands, she's got a black cat sitting in front of her. I associate, okay. <laughs> I associate that with as having like a spirit guide with you at all times. And so I think that's so funny because I first, my first interaction with you was, you know, hearing that first podcast, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, she, she has someone looking out, you know, looking out and over for her. Yeah. That's what I associate. Um, that's so interesting because JJ's from Kansas, state flowers, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a big thing for us. We have quite a few growing in our yard, but none of them have bloomed yet. Only we're hoping. Yeah. Sunflowers are big. A big thing. That's cool. Yes, that's awesome. So yeah, you're kind of like, you know, in your new home, you've got your, you know, foundation set. And oh, that's so cool. I love that. And I very much relate with like the whole past, like trying to see if I fit in what I was being taught and raised up in. Mm-hmm. Like so much to where like I started a blog trying to like see which church I fit the most at, like all this kind of stuff. And now wow. it's very much like active working on like separating myself from that and like figuring mm-hmm. out who I am without that but still holding grace for it because my family you know yes is so tied into it so I totally relate was the blog called cats catechisms catechisms it's literally called Ooh. red church blue church like what's <laughs> one fish two fish red fish blue fish it was it, y'all it was literally like that but for churches but I love your feature card the future, your future card is also one of my favorites, but it's the magician. Um, and so what I see with this is that now that you've kind of, um, you know, have your foundation set, I do see in your future that um, you are going to be receiving all the tools that you need necessary to kind of like use your intuition and as well as your spiritual abilities and gifts um, in the future. One of the big signs for this is red roses. So anytime this comes up, I like to tell who I'm reading to that red roses, if you ever see that, if the universe ever gives you red roses signs, it means that um, new opportunities are coming for you and that you are receiving all the tools Mm -hmm. necessary that you will need in order to move forward and create like a higher connection with um, spirituality. So I do feel like you might be like utilizing the platform you have right now. So, you know, even with this podcast and like the connections you've made with people, as well as kind of opening up your thought process on how spirituality works. Cause I have always said, I'm going to see you guys in like the history books because you're like bringing the bridge together of like non-believers and full experience believers and people who see ghosts. So um, I definitely see that in your future as well. Aww. We also have a rose bush in front of our house. Stop. So. We do yeah, have a rose bush. Yeah. It's like the one thing that's flower <laughs> that's that's flowered. I mean, it's just one flower, but but still, still, we only need one. There we go. That's really cool. Thank you for reading me. Yeah, that was really neat. Of course. Wow. Now I'm gonna be like, no, I'm never getting another reading. That was great. <laughs> that me. <made? laughs> That sits really well with me. Thank you so much. Of course. Noah, JJ? Sure. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a question or do you just want to kind of keep it general with 
Yeah, we can do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Just, just the death card three times. <laughs> ah, Noah, don't influence it. Open your hand. It's like the. <laughs> I'm letting them. Uh, I'm letting them speak to me for for a moment because these are. So your past card is showing me, kind of going more so into um, your past in your childhood. Um, so this is the six of cups. Do you have any siblings? Mm-hmm. You do. Okay. So what I see with this is um, within your family dynamic and um, with your childhood, every time that you got, um, you experienced like a change or kind of like a sudden halt into something and adapting to something else. I feel like you more so took on a role to attempting to, you know, satisfy the people that you were around, whether they were like emotionally, um, unattached, or you, you could kind of sense that their emotions around a big change, um, were off. And so you in that moment were basically taking everything that you had within you and gave it to others to where eventually as you are going into your adolescent and adulthood, the, cups are supposed to be filled with water and that's your emotional fulfillment. And so since you kind of, um, had to give that all away within your childhood, um, these are more so that you're filling them with getting emotional fulfillment through opportunities as you're going into your adolescent and adult age. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like putting your emotions to the side when feeling some type of satisfaction or happiness and using it through opportunities, um, which brings me to your present card, which is the two of swords. So what this shows me is that experiencing that through your childhood, adolescent into adulthood is you may kind of still in your present form, experiencing some type of conflict to where you are now able to still be emotionally open, but it is still in some way bringing conflict to the opportunities or to the things that you experience in your adulthood. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It is very much blindfolding you from putting your emotions into anything that you do right now. Um, Another reason why it's kind of like at a crossroads or at a gray area is because You are having to put emotions into things, even though you still feel kind of weird about it, only because you're having children in your house brings out that emotion naturally. Um, So that's kind of like where that conflict comes in is that you're trying to now apply that into your life because you're receiving that from your child. Does that make sense? I think so. I mean, as a adolescent, I kind of had to grow up really fast and take on a lot of one person's emotions and filled their cup up because the person Mm -hmm. was supposed to be doing that wasn't. So I missed out on having maybe the childhood that I think I should have had. Mm -hmm. Whereas my sibling, who's a 11 years age difference, got to have a very different experience growing up and their cup got filled up uh, much more often, or at least that's how it's perceived. Obviously I wasn't there all the time because I was kind of gone by by that point, but Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think so. And I think for a long time, I chased trying to fill that cup up with childlike 
you know, joy or, you know, trying to go out and party till five in the morning after doing improv shows or, or whatever, avoiding uh, maybe the things that that energy should have been going into. And one thing that's been really important to me is breaking that cycle with my kid. It's one of the reasons that I restructured my entire professional life to where I could spend max amount of time at home with my child because uh, my dad was a salesman and was only at home on the weekends. So I, you know, I don't know how, yeah. I mean, to me, that all makes sense based from what you said. I don't know if that's directly that's, applied. That's, I feel like that's how I interpreted it. Like you were having to fill up other people's cups and kind of mask your own emotions in your childhood. Mm -hmm. And now, and then you were kind of like impulsive acting on your emotions because you didn't, you had to suppress them for so long. And then now you feel more, sorry that I'm butting in here, but now you feel more connected to you, who you are and what emotions you want to put into the people that you love in your life. It also like, I was nodding my head along when she was reading them. That makes sense with the two now, because you being in that place now where you don't, you want to make sure that what you experience does not occur within your, within your family line as well. Yeah. Then we come into your future card, which is the nine of wands. What I see with this is this is more so of a near future event. So this is something that you could possibly experience in coming up soon is that you may be presented with a lot of opportunities within your decision-making that's going to make a very big, big change in your life. So um, what I mean by that is this being a nine, the 10 starts the cycle over like a life cycle. So whatever decision that you make is going to very much um, physically change something in your life. Um, but these opportunities um, that you are presented with, they, you're going to kind of sh uh, experience some type of like doubt or mistrust with the stability of these opportunities. He's holding one. Um, as well as like looking at the others. So I feel like you already know what decision is going to be best for you, but you're still going to question its stability. The blindfold though is not over your eyes anymore. It's on your head, which is representing um, your thought process as well as trusting your intuition. So what I would say with this is that soon down the road, if you are presented with a big life-changing opportunity for you. And it does present, you know, you have to pick something within these options. Um, go with your intuition, um, trust uh, the first thought that comes to your mind um, because that's going to be the one that's very stable because you, he is holding it in the nine of wands. No pressure. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to JJ. I don't like the spotlight. Let's move this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You want to find out when you will be pregnant? Yes, I would like to <laughs> tell me what's in the cards. You're grinning. I'm like, oh I no, am, is this, because is this, this... Thing, something like terrible is going to happen to me. Your pass card is like now stamped as the JJ card because this is this. Oh my gosh. The cards just baffle me every time. But so this is the four of cups. And so with this representing okay. your past is basically showing that there's been opportunities where the universe is giving you what you desire, 
Mm. but it's not on a physical platform. So you're not as quick to take this opportunity. Um, so like a skeptic pretty much. Yes. <laughs> that guy kind of looks like JJ. Just yeah, like, he did. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> <So>, hmm. <laughs> Literally, y'all. I don't know about that. What I is that little? You. You're not. What is that thing <laughs> taking the cup to him? What is that? It's a cloud. Oh. So that represents like um, opportunities given from the universe. So mm -hmm. this is a big one when it comes to manifesting things in your life that you want um, and involving your emotions when trusting to take that opportunity because. It's not something that is looked at with um, a strong foundation. So the universe is holding it in the air to give it to you, but you already have mm -hmm. three cups in front of you that are on the ground. Yeah. So this person he's sitting by the tree is not really intrigued by the other three cups, um, but is still hesitant about taking the cup that um, is being offered to him. Mm -hmm. um, so what I take this as is, Within your past situations, I feel like you have been presented with the opportunities to manifest something that you have desired, um, but you haven't really um, taken the chance to reach out and grab for it because mm -hmm. it's not showing a safety net for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, for okay. sure. So um, that this is why I'm smiling just because it's like, this is like a ghost in your face, but you can't see him. So you're like, I still don't believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Um, which brings me though to the present card, which is the star. So okay. I do feel like you have um, in your present right now have progressed to being more open and taking this opportunity um, more. So you do feel secure about reaching out to the unknown. So this is another card where the person in, they're also naked. Perfect. <laughs> my, my natural habitat. That is crazy. We literally talked about that for so long in this episode. Hanging out with his wing out. Yep. <laughs> but they're also um, one foot in the water and one foot on the ground. So I do feel like, um, where you've been in your past to where you are now, um, even though you may not be, you know, fully accepting it physically, I do feel like you have felt experiences or have been more open to having a balanced connection with the physical world and the spiritual world. So um, this going right into your future card is the seven of cups. Um, so what I see here is that you are also going to be presented with a lot of choices, um, but these choices are kind of the illusion of happiness. So mm -hmm. these cups mm -hmm. look filled, but they're not filled with water. So they're not going to bring you any emotional or um, something that you desire with achieving in your life. Um, they're filled with um, a snake, which is like temptation. There's a dragon, which is power. There's treasure, which is money. Um, These are my favorite cups. Yeah. <laughs> but um, even though they are filled with these things, um, there's also, that's so funny. One of the cups, it looks like a ghost. 
right here. Okay. So oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> even though you are going to be presented like with these options and now that you've made it to this point in your life right now to where you feel like you can openly trust and reach out to grasp in the unknown, um, it's really important when you are presented with the opportunity to reach out and grab into the unknown is where you are fulfilled emotionally before you reach out and grasp something that looks tempting mm -hmm. or you're like um, on the fence about with um, like a money advancement or a power advancement. Um, it's just really important to know, is this really trusting your intuition and trusting the universe that you are being presented with something that's just an illusion and you're not going to be fulfilled with it by the end. Or if it's something that is going to fill your cup and keep that balance that you are opening up more to with um, taking that leap of faith into the unknown. Yeah, no, that totally resonates. I mean, this like the last couple of weeks especially have really been like a time like career wise for me where I've been like, okay, like either I like really like start pushing for like advancement within, you know, this current position or I start looking for other opportunities and it's so, you know, like kind of having one foot in the water, one foot on land is really where I feel like I'm, I'm at right now. And then that like having other opportunities presented, but not really knowing if like that's going to be fulfilling or not. That's like a big, a big fear of mine, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, so yeah, that, that, um, totally strikes a chord. Okay. And, um, uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. And you've got a lot of water themed without your past, present, future. So what I'm a water means? sign. It is also cancer season. And it is, it is it my is. season. And he's a cancer. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. also, if you're comfortable what area you're in in case people do want to book you at weddings to do this because that was that was a lot of fun yeah so i'm in the i'm on the coast of south carolina but i also travel to north carolina um as well as in y'all's area georgia so so are you close to where i get my tat so i i used to get tattooed in savannah and then my artist mm -hmm. moved to bluffington south carolina are you close to there I am close to there. I'm in Myrtle Beach, so well, okay. not that far. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. I, I will be down there in late July getting a tattoo of a neo-traditional squirrel wearing a tat we wearing a tattoo, wearing a tie, a little hat, and having coffee. I'm very excited for this tattoo. That it's my awesome. it's my uh imaginary friend from when I was a kid and now he's all grown up in like the adult world. Anyway. I love that. <laughs> well, I we see were... Can I see your tattoo real quick? <gasps> you can kind of see it there that is amazing and he yeah. did that one uh yeah her name is christina uh she's amazing she apprenticed under um dave kuzman who won i think season four of ink masters and she does his a very similar style but um mm -hmm. yeah so she's in bluffington south carolina and she's phenomenal um just a really cool person too like she hangs out with all the greats in the tattoo industry and just a wealth of knowledge. I, I tell her she's one of the greats, but she just doesn't 
doesn't seem like she wants that like social media spotlight like you know yeah. she likes kind of being where she is but anyway okay. yeah i can't recommend her enough well we would love for you to do the outro with us as we're now coming up on our hour and a half of this episode <laughs> yeah but also thank you so much yes. this is really yes, fun yes yes so good at that so much talent oh thank you i want to be yeah. back for the dreams too so yeah let me know. absolutely <laughs> So with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. And I'm Kate. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.